Today, I have a good friend of mine, Ryan Hans, who is a coach that focuses on taking control of the brain and making it a fun place to be. Through his own experiences growing up, he learned how to transform his life by overcoming limiting emotions. Now he is helping others make their brain a fun place to be through his coaching courses, one-on-one coaching, and his podcast, EQ Book Club. He has a metacognitive engagement of emotional experiences approach, ME3 approach, which empowers you by uncovering the systems of your unconscious mind and removing emotional baggage so your conscious mind can regain control and you can start choosing a better life. You can check out more of his work at www.agsage.com and on social media under the name at EQ Book Club. If you haven't yet, please leave a review about the show and today's guest on Apple Podcasts and head over to SolomonEzra.com or follow me on Instagram at King underscore Solomon 8 and Facebook Solomon Ezra Berezin to learn more. Also subscribe to my YouTube channel Solomon Berezin to get updates on new videos and podcasts. Finally, if you're interested in starting my own one-on-one coaching programs, head over to the coaching services pages on my website and be sure to reach out. One is called Mindset Go, and it's geared towards athletes looking to get an edge on the performance of their mind. And the other is Cultivating Certainty, aimed to help individuals with uncertainties and anxieties transform their health. Now, onto the show with Ryan Hance. I'm here today with my good old friend from Green Family Camp when we were maybe 14 years old. When I first time I went to a Jewish camp or any really overnight camp. Uh, my friend Ryan Hans, we got reconnected in Dallas when I was there between 2014 and 2019 and just almost instantly had that reconnection uh, and it's always fun to get reconnected with uh, childhood friends. But Ryan, thank you for coming on the show. Solomon, it's great to be here, brother. Like, <laughs> yeah, I our, our reconnection was coincidental and um I think a little bit surprising to the both of us. And and at the time that we reconnected, we actually had no idea that either of us were on the path that we're currently on. And it wasn't until actually like two years later, earlier this year, that we both kind of realized that we've both been doing this work for a little bit. And that at the time that we last saw each other, we probably had also been doing the work at that time, but we just didn't really, we weren't in the environment for that kind of topic to be brought up really, or, or to, um, to, to be telling about ourselves in that way. So I'm glad we did though. I'm glad, I'm glad we know. You know, we, our first real connections were when we were sneaking out of the bunks and and going to swim in the lake overnight. Yep. Late at night. And uh, now it's, now it's a lot more transformational kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those experiences were certainly transformational in one way or another, but <laughs> this is definitely some different work. That's very true. No, but it's it's really cool, like, uh, the, just to catch everybody up, the, the kind of work that we're doing, we, Ryan and I both uh, deal with it, kind of coaching transformational work and uh, emotional healing and really understanding the power of the brain and the difference between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind and how to really make change in one's life. We've got to be able to get into the subconscious part of the brain, but I'm sure we'll be diving into that a little bit later in this episode. So Ryan, I'd love to start out 
just hearing a little bit about your background, I know when I've listened to your podcast and when we just talk or if you go check out your website, you're really open and vulnerable. And I think that's one thing everybody that knows you uh, appreciates because it also opens the, the space, opens the floor to, to be real, to be oneself and uh, to grow and learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's kind of my whole thing these days is yeah. just being as open as possible, as authentic as possible. And uh, vulnerability is a, is a great word there. Um, I think it's a word that scares a lot of people. Um, but vulnerability is not let me step back. Yes, it is scary when you first start, but the more you do it, the more fun it gets. And it literally is just my favorite thing to do and to be is vulnerable because every time I am opportunities arise and people connect with you. I mean, you literally can't connect with somebody if they're not vulnerable about the truth of who they are and, mm. you know, their authenticity. So it's no fun to talk to somebody uh, without vulnerability, because you're just going to hit that surface level stuff that nobody actually cares about. And I am the kind of guy who's just going to be like, I don't care. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to keep talking to you. I'm not going to say that to your face, but you know, internally, I know that I'm, I'm not going to care if you're not able to connect with me on this deeper level. So I do my best to, um, allow people to have that vulnerability with me to show that I am a safe and secure space to, engage in that vulnerability and uh, you're kind of asking like what what's my background what what got me here obviously I was not always just open about every single thing in my life to whoever wants to hear it um, I don't necessarily put everything out there that you know there's there's no reason to that that's kind of like over vulnerability it's a, a form of trying to control the narrative and stuff like that but um you know, I, I'm, I'm open to letting anything out and answering any questions that are asked and uh, with as much truth as I can possibly give. And I can only give as much truth as what is in my own mind, like what uh, I've perceived to be true and what my paradigms are. But this all started um, growing up, all of my all of the male figures in my life were very stoic and um, inaccessible, unattainable. Um, just no emotion involved in any conversations. Um, and if it was, it was anger, right? Um, and if, if you go about living in a way that you have seen the men in your life, the leaders in your life as a young man, right? Um, then you're going to perceive that you are supposed to be without emotion that you are supposed to be stoic that you are supposed to be um, a wall and you know not connecting with people and staying there all all three so i'm talking about my father my grandparents or my grandfathers um they're all very uh introverted as well so you know stoicism this wall and silence and you know, I got I got to be very good with silence because of that, but it did. I was also not connecting with my emotions, mm -hmm. and that's where kind of this whole thing starts. Is that the more I stayed disconnected with my emotions, the more I tried to hide them and pretend they weren't there, the worse my life got. 
every single day, the more that I did that, the worse my life got, the more unhappy I was. And I just wasn't admitting it to myself because it wasn't an, an emotion that I understood or connected with. Um, I didn't know how to be in a relationship uh, that was secure and that was healthy because I didn't know how to connect to my own emotions, much less their emotions. So all this to say is that I had a terrible, uh, in my perception, a terrible time in my life where I just was so disconnected, disassociated with my emotions that um, I was purely lonely because there was nothing else. I wasn't able to connect with anybody else because as I was saying earlier, you need those emotions to connect with other people. And because of that, I was just in this dark, dark, dark place. And I decided that if I want to be better, I have to start choosing to be better. And after a little bit, I started to realize that that meant connecting more and more with my emotions. And now that's what I do. And now I am just like fully aware at all times of how I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, always questioning like curiosity is the best tool for getting into your emotions and understanding why they exist or what uh, they are in their existence. And uh, now that's what I do. I help other people do that, um, especially men. Um, anybody really that is just struggling with connecting to their emotions because our emotions are fully driving our experiences. You know, fear, sadness, shame, guilt, anger, uh, numbness, hurt, like those emotions, when they are here, they are fully driving our experiences. Mm -hmm. So I help people connect to those emotions so that they can know, oh, these are here. They have been driving my everyday life. That's why I have all this anxiety. That's why I have this depression. That's why I have this frustration. And I don't say that lightly. I had depression, like clinical diagnosed depression for 10 years. Like this, this is an experience I've had. And I now help people uh, work through these experiences by connecting to themselves, connecting to their emotions and helping them uh, reframe these paradigms and, and reframe what these emotions look like, what they mean and how they exist with them in their everyday life. Um, and, you know, remove that, that negative emotional baggage, remove those limiting beliefs and really feel empowered by the, the emotions that they do have, because we all have them. And once you're empowered by them, they're no longer in control of you. And that shit is so exciting. So exciting. It is. Yeah. What, what, what occurred uh, during those like kind of um, depressing moments that you just kind of had that realization to begin changing? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a series of things, of course, uh, you know, nothing, nothing just snaps, right? Every, everything, there's a bunch of causes to the effects that, that we have. Right. And, um, I, I I like to say that the main one, the main cause was I was in a relationship that was someone that I really loved and she was incredible. And I um, really, not that I took her for granted all the time, but I wasn't living up to what I could be in that relationship. And at a point 
she decided that that was true. And uh, once she did, you know, that was the end of our relationship, understandably so. And um, I realized that I had lost the person that I had been closest with in my entire life. And I did not want that to ever happen again. Mm -hmm. And I knew that to not allow that to ever happen again, to be able to create connection, to be able to engage with somebody at a higher level and um, influence closeness and uh, security and, and a healthy relationship, I needed to be able to have these conversations uh, with myself, yeah. with her, with whoever else is involved and, and, and understand the systems behind why it didn't work right and so i started studying psychology and um you know reflecting a lot meditating yoga whatever it was um journaling but it was mainly a, a study of psychology and and understanding how you know the neuroscience behind how we work and the social sciences of how things influence us and um yeah man when, when you hit a point like that everyone hits a point and it, and it can be worse than what I just discussed. And it can be less than what I can, what yeah. I just discussed. Yeah, but the, we've the thing is some people that uh, definitely have some intense rock bottom moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Both of us have had a conversation with somebody who has had a very intense rock bottom moment. And I, and my point here is that it's okay if yours isn't that deep. If yours isn't that deep, it doesn't mean that there's nothing to change. So there's always like room to grow. There's always room to change. And if you do not feel fully fulfilled, then there is clearly room to grow. And, uh, you know, mine was just that I wanted to be better at relationships. That's how it all started. And uh, I'm not saying I wasn't super depressed and heartbroken for quite a long time along with that and making poor choices but I also I uh, think that anybody can start making the changes when they decide that I just want to be better period. yeah like that that's the only thing you need to know is that you want to be better because then you know you come to somebody like me or somebody like you and then start asking the questions hey how can I be better I know that I want to be and now I need your guidance as a mentor, a partner, a coach, whatever you want to call it, um, to, to get to that point where I am better and I'm feeling fulfilled in X, Y, and Z. You know, that's, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. At, when you, when you were describing all the kind, the, the, the turbulence, like the depression, all that, the sadness, sounds like you, you still though had a, a great level of awareness to be able to acknowledge that, you know, you were feeling depressed and, and going through all that. Like, how did, how have you, did you learn and practice the ability to build the awareness in the first place? Like, um, you know, for people who are listening and, and want help, like, and like you just mentioned, most of the, the work is just that awareness in the first place. Uh, but, you know, what's that old saying, uh, you know, does, or question, does somebody who's stupid realize that he's stupid? You know, no, <laughs> exactly. no, no, he doesn't until there's some kind of level of awareness? Yeah, um, th that's a great question. It, 
it's a lot of trial. It was a lot of trial and error for me. Um, it was it was three years of trial and error until I really felt like I hit a point where I was like, okay, I kind of I kind of get a I've got a handle on this, and now every time something happens to me, I can reflect on it and I can get to the source. Right. Um, it started with reading books and just like whatever was interesting me uh, at the time read a book about it and then you gain a little bit more information you gain a little bit more awareness um, in the context of the system that the book is about you know whether that is your financial like situation or um, attachment theory of relationships you know I was I was bouncing around between a bunch of different books but each of them was with the purpose of getting a little bit more clarity about what uh, what I understood to be true and what I needed to know to access the systems in, in my head and uh, start to control them at a point. And, you know, uh, awareness one way. I know you're a meditator. I used to meditate a lot. Uh, I don't as much anymore, but that is certainly a great way to gain awareness, but that is very difficult for a lot of people. Um I have found that for me, going on a bike ride, that's my meditation. That's my reflection time. That's when I'll go and ride my bike for 30 minutes to three hours. And I, I won't bring headphones so that I can just be with my thoughts. That's the main thing. That's how you create awareness. It's not by, you know, reading like reading can help, but that is still serving as a distraction. So you you need that time with yourself, with your brain to start connecting the dots of what you read or what you saw or what the conversation yeah. that you just had held. And I will say that, you know, that is an excellent question because it is so difficult. And the reason I created the course that I have online and um, part of the course that I do one-on-one -on -one with my clients is that it was so difficult for me to create the awareness in all of the pillars that I needed to understand. You know, there's your physical, your social, your environmental, your occupational, fiscal, uh, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. There's eight pillars of like what's going on internally and externally, right? And to be able to walk all the way through that and have this high level of awareness and all eight of these pillars is a very difficult task, especially if you don't know the direction that you're supposed to go or what you're supposed to look into next or how you're supposed to do that. Um, so I appreciate you bringing up that question because that's actually exactly what my online course is all about. Yeah. It's a really easy like eight week, you know, do it on your own time, learn about yourself bring up that awareness to the point where you're going to be able to just sail through and and really like do this work more intentionally and more e with more ease um and it, it walks you right through that holds your hand and not in a way that like you need your hand held but like like you've got a partner there um and that's similar to what i do with my one-on-one -on -one coaching as well yeah uh I'm, I'm interested in also talking about uh the different tools and um, kind of techniques or methods, like you just mentioned with meditation and, and what's really powerful just to 
rewind and then bring it back up a bit. Like you were saying about, you know, we have the different like emotions that get stored into like the lowest part of our body, which drives, you know, certain thoughts. That's how somebody, you know, somebody could be thinking always out of a place of doubt or sadness without ever realizing that they've been that, you know, a guilty person because of some experiences that they concluded that belief and then had that emotion and then just kept kind of uh, conditioning that. But that's where the meditation, like you were talking about, or, or other activities help you get beyond that conscious brain so that the brain can kind of consolidate and make the connections on its own. That's what I love about like meditation. And it's, it's really like listening and you're just getting beyond, you know, all the, the con the, all that, the noise that the conscious brain wants to have, because it just, it constantly just wants to feel safe. Uh, pretty much that's about it. It just constantly <laughs> yeah. feels safe. But um, I'm curious in, in the different tools that you and I have talked about, or like the methods, because even like yesterday, I was, uh, I was on a, co uh, a call with a good friend who is a, uh, I think she's a psychologist, but she introduced me to this other technique called brain spotting. Yeah. And you heard of it? I have. I don't know anything about it. But it was like interesting. I like you look with your eyes, different four like quadrants and wherever you feel like most, most tension, like in a certain part of the body. And then you like keep your, your gaze like focused in that direction and like just like allow your awareness to be wherever that um, weight was or the heaviness. Like if in my instance, uh, it was like weight on the chest and I would like look out to the right and it would like feel heavier. But then like it led to these kind of like insights, like for example, I've like just been working so hard and I just don't have to work so hard. And it's like this reoccurring theme of like working so hard, but not seeing the, you know, equivalent reward for that working so hard. Yeah. And it just took me back like, wow, I had been doing that before, like when I played basketball and all these different things. And so I bring all this together because, you know, as you mentioned also, like I meditate daily, but still sometimes you don't catch you know, or become aware of some recurring themes or limitations. So I'd love to dive into, you know, what you found helpful throughout the journey that you came across through reading the books or different connections you made uh, that really kind of transformed and, and cultivated the awareness. Sure. Well, I will say that it's different for every person, I, you know, while you find a lot of success with meditation, um, it wasn't the same experience for me. I did find a lot of success with meditation, but not in the same way that you do. And the way that you structure your meditation is very different than what I was doing. And that's the same thing with um, maybe brain spotting is one way uh, for somebody to do this, but maybe dialectical behavioral therapy or cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy are two other ways that uh, they could do the same thing. And, you know, there's literally like 500 different ways, but what's important is knowing the structure first um, so that you can know which tools you're looking for to, to get the results that you want, because there are so many tools out there at each of these steps, but essentially it's that 
you need to first uncover what's going on. First, no. First, you need to be aware that there is something going on, right? There's something that is limiting you or uh, causing you to exist in a, in a space that isn't what you want, right? So once you're aware of that, then you have to start to understand that. You have to find that, figure it out. What is it? Where is it coming from? And how can I articulate it? And maybe, you know, there's a lot of these ways you actually don't even need to articulate it. You know, uh, EMDR, other trauma therapy types of things, you don't actually have to articulate it. You just have to find the source, right? So once you've found that source, then you can do that last part, which is reframing or um, fully connecting to it in a way that allows you to change um, the narrative in your head. But, you know, there, there are so many ways to do that because um, in that first part, the awareness, you might just want to go walk around outside. And then, oh, I just had this thought. Now, that's interesting. Or maybe you're at work and, you know, something negative happens to you and you react some way and you're like, I don't really like that I reacted that way. So now you are aware. Next is, why did I react that way? That's the curiosity. That's what we love talking about. The curiosity of how did this um, cause me to react in this way? And what is really the source of that reaction? So once you're there, you can say, all right, now I understand. Now what do I do with it? And that could be just some normal talk therapy. That can be some trauma therapy. Uh, that can be, I'm, all, by the way, a big advocate for trauma therapy. Everything, we all have trauma, um, deeply, deeply rooted, you know, no matter how perfect you think your life has been the way society is structured there is trauma deeply rooted within all of us so i'm a big advocate for trauma therapy but also it, the answer might just be uh doing a meditation like you do doing those hour-long meditations where you're walking yourself through it and you're walking yourself through your brain and the thought process so that you can reconnect those synapses and do the neuroscientific work that needs to be done Either way, it's all happening within the brain. And it's all just trying to get to that point where you are reframing that internal experience and how your brain is processing it on a daily basis, right? So, you know, we could get into it, uh, journaling, walking around, thinking a lot. Uh, I used to just like sit in my bed and think as long as I could. Um, a lot of people, uh, I think at the beginning of people's kind of growth journeys like this, weed does that well for some people. Um, it certainly did for me, but then at a point weed was like totally taking me out of where I wanted to be going. And it was actually causing me to go the wrong direction internally. So just be careful with it. Um, I say that as a eight year pie head who is now sober so like it like i get it you know like you could smoke and it might help you for a little bit but be careful about how much it's helping you or how much you think it's helping you and whether it actually is or not and in what way it is or what way it is 
Um, but yeah, I don't know if that answered your question exactly. Yeah. I know it's kind of bouncing around. No, it's cool. You, you touched on a d- different things. I know we also talked about like um, mental, emotional release, you know, where, where somebody kind of guides you with your eyes closed and, and takes you back to like an early experience and you're able to kind of like rise above it or behind it and, and reframe, you know, what was going on. And really the reframe is, is a big one. You mentioned like all these different, you know, sometimes like you would just like think you would sit in your bed and think or like with all the, the biking uh, or exercising. Um, but sometimes when like, sometimes our thoughts, like if they can get like these emotions can go get so insidious that, you know, if we're thinking like we'll just continue like creating, you know, a loop of that thinking feeling loop without kind of realizing it. So are you able to in those activities still kind of transcend those thoughts so like the brain can make those connections? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, The answer is, it depends on where you are at the work, in the work. Um, Because you're completely right. If you're at the point, and that's kind of what I was talking about with weed too, is that like, sometimes it uh, has people going on this loop of thinking and that happens to us in our normal daily lives as well it's called rumination it's that repetition of the thoughts that we have and um, usually negative thoughts right because our brain isn't used to ruminating on positive thoughts uh, until you've done the work to be able to ruminate on positive thoughts all day like these days i ruminate on positive thoughts all day and it is so exciting but you know when you're first starting the work Yes, what I was talking about, you know, sitting in my bed and thinking that was more of to get to the awareness point. And that's just like thinking about my day. Why did I do X, Y, and Z? Um, But you're completely right. If you are ruminating, then it is going to be more of a negative effect than a positive one. And that is where things like meditation come in, um, where you can learn those tools to be to be aware that you're having this thought and then say, Hey, thank you for being here. I acknowledge you. I'm going to let you go. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, that's, that's the main, um, one of the main pillars of, of thought meditation is, is being able to use that tool to yeah. do that. And that's very important. That's like the main thing that I learned from my meditative practices um, that I suggest to everyone because that that tool alone is so important. Um, but it is hard. It's it's something that it takes the work. You're either going to ruminate. One, you're going to keep ruminating. Two, you learn meditation and you um, can slow it down, do it less, um, be better about what it is that you're ruminating on. Or three, you do the work to heal, and then you don't have those things to ruminate about anymore, which, you know, in my eyes, that's the best option, but it's going to maybe take doing the meditation in the middle there before you can fully get to that place where you've healed and you aren't ruminating on the things that are troubling you. Um, Especially you were talking about MER mental and emotional release Uh, that reframing that process is one of those really good ones where, once you've done that, you don't have those thoughts to ruminate on anymore. And you get to just be in this positive experience. Yeah. No, it's, it's those, those experiences when you've 
it's just like you just transcend to like a new state of being and it's like your just whole perspective and the things you think about are just it's like it's from experiences I'm sure you know this like when you've been thinking like just in like some kind of like loop and then you just kind of like realize it and you have that aha and then like your just whole perspective and everything just changes and it's like you said very fun yeah i uh i will say that one of the tools that i started using internally for myself that i just kind of made up that i i realized i needed when i was trying to stop ruminating and uh, or at least slow my rumination um i would know how often i would be ruminating or how much more I needed to meditate back when I was meditating because I would realize that a song had been playing over and over again in my head. And when I realized that the song is playing in my head, I would say, oh, how many times have I just heard that song in my head? Or how many times have I heard those lyrics in my head just now? And then I'm realizing, okay, I am in a brain space where my brain is repeating. It's repeating a lot. So if negative things are coming into here, it's going to do that with negative emotions instead of this song that I like, right? So when you can pay attention and you're just saying like, oh shit, like this song has been in my head all day. Like when people say this song has been in my head all day, like that's a huge red flag for them. Not that it's a bad thing for anybody, but it, it should be a flag that's saying, hey, maybe let's not call it a red flag. Let's call it a yellow flag. Maybe like a like a greenish yellow flag and it's saying hey you need to you need to slow your brain down a little bit to this yeah without well, that, that's great awareness because like you said what you when i was reading uh breaking the habit of being yourself by dr joe dispenza he has towards the end like the journal part where you become familiar or you you choose like an emotion that you want to change you know whether it be like sadness or despair or guilt whatever it is Right. And but you have to then become conscious of when you're in that state, what are the thoughts that are going around? So like you were just bringing up with that, you know, you're feeling a certain type of way, then you would have a song like stuck in your head. Very, very, sometimes can get very insidious, our, <laughs> our brains. Yeah. So do you cover all of this in your metacognitive engagement and emotional experience coaching? I do. Um, yeah, I, I go through all of this. Uh, that's, um, you know, it depends on what kind of work we're doing uh, and contextualizing it. But um, one of my favorite things in the world is understanding an, an individual at the individual level and, you know, crafting a course and our one-on-one -on -one coaching to be exactly for them, right? And for their brain, because all of our brains are different but the cool thing is they all work the same. Structurally, our brains work the same. So, you know, the stuff that I've created, this metacognitive engagement of emotional experiences is made with the brain, the neuroscience in mind, um, but in a way that allows the individual to access exactly what they're looking for and um, bring clarity to those emotions that are driving them and then uh, we structure a way in which they can remove the baggage, uh, that mental and emotional baggage, and really step forward into that fulfilling experience that they're looking for. I mean, we're all looking for it, right? Yeah. And so it looks different to everyone. Um, that's kind of where I start is like, all right, if you were fulfilled, what would that look like? 
And then we start doing the work from there um, to figure out, you know, how do we retrain, reframe the brain to allow you to be in that space on a, on a daily basis. Um, and yeah, all, all those tools, all, all this stuff I'm talking about is in it, um, in the online course, not as much. Uh, that's kind of, you know, the point of doing one-on-one coaching with me is you're going to get, you know, I can't just do, uh, this podcast, uh, every day for you, uh, in the, in the, uh, online coaching course, but I can, you know, talk to you every day in the one-on-one coaching. So it's definitely a different experience, but, uh, yes, to answer your question, all this, all this fun stuff is in it and it's all, um, possibly a little bit more accessible than we're even talking about today. Uh, I make it really easy and really fun. Honestly, I mean, it's fun for me. So at least one person will be there smiling the whole time and, uh, I'm your partner. So what more could you ask for? <laughs> Man, thank, uh, Ryan, it, it's, it's always a pleasure. I'm, you know, as, as we know, and all this kind of work, it's, you know, hopefully our conversation that is talking can help plant some, plant some seeds and help you go up because of course, yeah. you can't just only talk about it to have to practice it and, and put into work and see how we can continue to improve and, and grow. Mm-hmm. But I've, I always appreciate our conversations, even just talking things out and, and it helps shine a light and see how a better way of doing something or how perhaps I've been thinking in a limited way. Um, so yeah, I'd love to, to close out hearing, hearing a lot about you, your, um, you know, your website that you have, you also have uh, EQ book club podcast, which I was a guest on. Yeah. I was going to say you were, you were uh, the second guest ever on that podcast. It's wow. a great episode. It's called rewriting paradigms with Solomon Berezin. <laughs> uh, check it out. EQ book club, wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> and then uh, you mentioned a little bit about your different courses, but where can people go to, to learn more about the, the work that you're doing? Listen, check out your podcast. I mean, you mm-hmm. kind of just mentioned that, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's all you can find all of this. Um, You can find the online course, you can find more information about my one on one coaching, you can find the podcast, my blog. Um, If you like a good guy who cusses a lot, like you're gonna enjoy the blog. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that is at agsage.com. That's a g s a g e.com. And, you know, I really, really hope to see any of y'all there reach out anytime there's a contact form on there or uh you can message me on the at eq book club account uh which is related to the podcast um love to talk about all this stuff so curious to hear your stories always um i love talking to solomon we talk every week so uh, i'm sure y'all will hear uh more about each other as you continue to follow us along and Solomon, man, I really appreciate you having me on. Of course, my friend. Take care. All right. I'll talk to you later, brother. <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. I hope this episode brought you some really great value. If you enjoyed any of these episodes or would like to hear more, please leave me a review on Apple or Anchor Podcast. I'm always looking out for topics to learn and talk about, gifts to share, and value to bring to us all. For more updates, please check out SolomonEzra.com. 
That's S-O-L-O-M-O-N-E-Z-R-A. That's where you can also sign up for newsletters, read about blogs, and hear my different podcasts. Take care.